Hey, this is Tim Pratt Jr. and I want to welcome you to the Student of Life podcast. Listen, we're going to get into so many transferable truths throughout the content of these episodes that I believe God is going to use to help you apply because he's going to reveal what's already been there the entire time. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? So this is Tim Pratt Jr. I'm your host of the Student of Life podcast. And we're going to jump straight into this one today. As always, we're going to call this one, What is Holiness? What is holiness? Like, what does that even mean? Is, this, is it even possible to be holy in this body, in this world? And so we're going to keep it very basic. Um, like I say, I, you know, I have the audience. I believe that God has called me to reach in this space. Uh, there are a lot more appropriate uh, um, theological and very, very deep things out there in the place. I'm a very practical person. Uh, I do love studying some of those things and some things I don't, uh, but I do because, you know, I want to make sure I understand the, the entire uh, Bible and it, it's a living, it's something that we would, I'll, let me back up. I will probably never fully understand and comprehend it long as I'm living because it is living and active, but I have a pursuit to study to show myself equivalent to God and to do his will most importantly not just for knowledge but to live this thing out the way God intended it uh, so that being said uh, we're going to unpack you know what is holiness is it, is it even possible uh, is it something that's optional you know because truthfully according to the scripture we already know that it's not it's actually a requirement uh, because without holiness no one can see the Lord so so what does that mean what, what does it truly mean to be holy in this body and like I say in this world uh, wrestling with our humanity in our flesh so let's unpack it in its most simplest terms uh, to be holy when God said you know be ye holy for I am holy and then we look at other verses throughout throughout the passage of scripture you know you go to Titus 3 1 Corinthians 6 uh, 1 Peter 1 and I'm gonna drop these in there you know uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 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 Romans 12 I mean Romans 12 um, you can look at Romans 6, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of verses out there that talks about it, uh, in the context of just holiness and the culture that you can go to James. And so in the simplest terms, it is to be set apart. And one example, and I pray to God this sticks, uh, but one example we can look at is think about all of us, I hope brush our teeth every day. You know, I pray that we, uh, brush our teeth every day uh, at least morning and night some of us brush our teeth you know multiple times a day since I've been on Invisalign trust me I've had to brush my teeth like three four five times a day uh, but nevertheless um, when all right I'm using my wife for example all right when now I have mistakenly used her toothbrush a few times before and I you know every time I'm not gonna say maybe like two or three and she throws it away of course she's like that's just nasty I love you yes we kiss we do all of that but that's my toothbrush like you don't don't use my toothbrush and uh I believe that she's like that for one that is nasty to just be using people's toothbrushes all willy-nilly uh, but nevertheless, that toothbrush, uh, it has been set apart for her mouth. It's been set apart to brush her teeth. It belongs to her. Not me, not the kids, uh, not our, not company, not guests, or none of that. It has been set apart. So out of all the toothbrushes out there, that particular one has been chosen and set apart to brush her teeth, to clean her mouth. Okay. Even when me being her husband, it's still not set apart for me it's her mouth it would be extremely nasty un like it, it wouldn't even be sanitary for 
us to just have one toothbrush per family. That That's nasty even thinking about it. Like, she's using it. I'm using it. The kids are using it. Uh, like, our two boys and our daughter. Like, and then to even take it a step further, when company comes over, if they need to brush their teeth, hey, I have a toothbrush for you. You can use it. So everybody's using this toothbrush. It That means it, it hasn't been set apart for anything. And that's how our life looks sometimes within the context as, as we are saying we believe God and we are believers and we're maturing in Christ. We're saying that, okay, I'm set apart, but our lives doesn't look like holiness. Now, I see a lot of content out there, you know, like I say, people point to God used imperfect people, and that's true. He he did. And then also, too, a lot of times these imperfect people, we have the Bible when these people didn't. So in context, what we have to be careful of is like, yes, we're going to mess up. We, we live in this body, but we are perfect in Christ. We live in this body. We are holy in Christ. But however, we do wrestle with our humanity. So also, too, although these people messed up and, you know, we can read the accounts and God used them. So we should never get to a point where like when people mess up, like, oh, they, they are false prophet. Oh, they this, this and that. They, they just messed up. They, they, seeing is present. But the thing is. Also, too, we can look at their lives and God is also showing us, yes, they messed up. Yes, I used them in spite of all the things, but you don't have to be, do that. A lot of these people didn't have what you have, especially in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, you know, after Jesus ascended back and he left us an advocate and a helper, we still even see some of those people. You know, they had they, their, their struggles and, and things like that. We can go to Apostle Paul, you know, in Romans 7 when he talked about uh, you know, when I try to do evil, I mean, when I try to do good, evil is always present. And this wrestle because he was trying to fix the flesh with the flesh. Then in Romans 8, we see the beauty because he's now seeing, okay, oh man, wait, I can't fix my flesh with my flesh. I can't be holy in my flesh, but I can be holy walking, being in tune, yielding in the prompting of the Holy Spirit, habitually listening and being uh, led by the Holy Spirit. Because I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And also, too, I have made a conscious decision to die to myself. I have I am cultivating a lifestyle of holiness. It wasn't that Paul was trying to keep the law, but he was cultivating a life of holiness because the Holy Spirit, he's perfect. The Holy Spirit, it, it, it he is God. He is God. So Paul is showing us that, yes, because I have the Holy Spirit, I'm not trying to keep the letter of the law. I'm free from that. The letter of the law, it it, it kills. But because I, I, I am living according to the Holy Spirit, I'm I'm following the promptness. And I believe we can see this I believe in Galatians 5. I'm following in the prompted. The, I'm, I'm yielding to the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But. We also can make a conscious effort to yield to the prompting of our flesh, our humanity. So whichever one that we habitually follow, truthfully, that's who we have been set apart for. And a lot of us, we 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 wrestle with the concept because, like I say, it is very much present that, listen, I, I have wrong thoughts. I have uh, sometimes things try to come up, you know, desires that come up that I know are not of God. Uh, my wife was just gone for a while. Listen, I had to wrestle with some things, some thoughts. That doesn't mean that it didn't mean that I wanted to cheat on my wife or commit adultery or anything like that. But these thoughts come up. I had to be intentional about not watching things. I had to be intentional about not going certain places, certain conversations that I was having because my wife was away. Listen, we 
live in a world, man, with influences and the devil doesn't play fair. But at the same time, although I had those thoughts, I just cast them down. I just followed the scripture. Man, listen, this is not of God. I, I Like, I knew this is not of God because I'm always renewing my mind. So, man, this is not of God. Cast this down. Um, man, get this out of here through the power of God, you know, making this these thoughts obedient into Christ. And then it's like, okay, cultivating that lifestyle. But I had to do something. I just didn't sit there and meditate on it and ponder on it. And then to take it even further, there are times, truthfully, like at work, I I might not always handle things appropriate. I can't just go around talking about Jesus, but I can live it. I, I can live out the scripture. I can demonstrate, represent Christ in my work environment or just in certain places um, like at a game. I'm not saying that you always have to talk about God. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you always should be representing God. Because it's times I'm like, man, listen, I don't really want to talk about the the, the depthness of the, the word of God. I want to pay attention to this, this football game or this basketball game that's in front of me. Like, that's just what I want to focus on. And I don't believe God has a problem with that. But if I get to screaming and cursing and shouting and acting like the world, not acting like a believer and representing Christ, okay, that's a problem. But if I'm enjoying the game and cheering on my kids or cheering on whoever I, where I'm at, and, you know, I'm, I'm drinking a Gatorade and I'm just mingling with people, not sinning or anything, it's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't have to just be like, oh, okay, let's talk about God because this is in front of God. I mean, there's a time for everything. And and sometimes we just have to learn boundaries. We have to learn, okay, like, man, okay, like, listen, we're, we're, we're going to get and talk about the Lord, but can't we just demonstrate him right now, but at the same time enjoy that that is a part of holiness, now, is it beneficial to my spirit? No. Watching a basketball game is not beneficial to my spirit. But if we are truly living this thing out, I probably if I, I'm my, that doesn't mean that I have to, I, I'm not praying. I, I still don't have a heart posture of prayer. I could have had just devotion an hour earlier before the game or early in the morning. So holiness is not something that you turn on and off. But the the, what my mindset, what my, what just the fixation is like my heart posture, my mind is always fixated on him, but I'm living it out in different contexts all the time. I'm just not a person that's going around always preaching Jesus. Sometimes it's just simply just being like, just like, listen, like just be, just be, do as he said. That is also a form of holiness. But like I say, in that same environment, if I'm up here cursing, I'm saying things, being negative, um, you know, getting drunk, acting just like a straight fool. I am not representing holiness. It does not look like I've been set apart. Kind of going back to the, the the toothbrush example. Truthfully, I'm just letting everybody use me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being holy because God has uh, made me holy or said that I'm holy. I'm not living through by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That that's not even a representation of the Holy Spirit. And if I'm habitually doing that then truthfully, I ha- I'm demonstrating to you that I'm really not holy, that I'm really not a child of God, because that is a heart posture of habitually practicing dishonor to God. So how can I be for God when I'm habitually practicing dishonor to him and fr- from for him? So holiness is a true mark of every believer. It's not that they're going to, it's not that we are going to be perfect. It's not about perfection, but it should be maturity. It should be a mature lifestyle of saying, hey, man, this person is looking more and more like Christ day by day. It's you. The goal is not just to get better. The goal is to look like Christ. 
Let me say it again. The goal is not just to get better in the Christian life. The goal is to look like Christ because you can get better day by day. You have good moral people that are better, but they don't look like Christ. So the, the goal for a believer is to truly look like Christ. It's to truly uh, have a, a heart posture of saying, man, like I God is refining me. He's pruning me. I am working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. We are told that in the scripture. So I have to make a conscious decision to say, hey, listen, yes, God has set me apart. But also to let me live an intentional lifestyle of the conscious decisions. They're like, no, I can't really partake in certain things no more. That is totally contrary to the word of God. That's totally contrary to the yielding of the Holy Spirit. A lot of us keep habitually saying, uh, habitually taking the Holy Spirit into the, the strip club and saying, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of rough. And it's a habitually hard posture. We habitually keep sleeping with people that we don't have no business sleeping with. And yes, God can be working on us and convicting us. But what I'm saying is that if 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 this is a habitual practice with no conviction. Because, see, guilt, let, let me help me, Holy Spirit, conviction it's not condemnation. A lot of us are living in condemnation. Conviction is like, hey, listen, you, what you're about to do, what you're doing is wrong. Holy Spirit said, I, 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 I want you to stop that. I want you to make this right. Even if you do get it wrong, hey, look, don't go make this same decision again. Don't go make this because some stuff is not even mistakes. It's just habitual bad decisions. And until we be honest with ourselves, and truly go to God and say, God, listen, I'm, I'm struggling in this area and I want to do these things, but I know that I also want to live for you. Man, listen, you got to get a part of a community, a local church, not just a fun, live environment, but a, a an environment that's going to truly challenge you and hold you accountable through the power of God. Not to beat you up, not to humiliate you, but to, to truly hold you accountable in your maturity in your lifestyle and your pursuit of holiness. And so we have to play a part in this. So like I say, going back, there are just certain things that I'm not going to do. I don't want to do anymore. And then there are things that I still truthfully wrestle with because Tim Pratt Jr. humanity likes those. But I know I have authority and power over my humanity through the power of the Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done and the advocate that he sent back, that God sent back for us. The Holy Spirit is not coming and going. So we have a responsibility to truly look at our lifestyles and say, hey, does my lifestyle truly represent Christ? Is my lifestyle truly represent that I have been cleansed and that I maintain a heart posture of repentance and I'm looking more and more like Christ day by day? Or does my lifestyle look so fickle to the point where Really, a person can't tell if I'm a believer or not. They can't tell if I'm Christ-like or not. Because one thing about it, when you look at a lot of these people in the Bible that we point to, that's what they were. That's the key word. They were a murderer. They were an adulteress. They were uh, persecuting Christians. They they were full of just evil. They were. But they they were hothead. They, they, they were these things, but... On and on and on as we look at their life in the context of scripture, we've seen that they looked more and more and more like Christ. We can't use that as a crutch to say, okay, yeah, I was these things and I'm just getting better. I'm rough around the edges and so on. 
and things like that. No, no, no. A lot of times we hide behind that and we use that as an excuse because we truly don't want to do the work of denying self. We don't want to die to self. And that's the tension. If most of us are honest, that's the tension we feel. Our humanity, our flesh loves what it loves. It will always oppose the things of God. But then the Holy Spirit, when he comes in us and indwells in us, he, he um, help me, Holy Ghost, he is... Um, helping us overcome these things. He's he's helping us overcome um, the power of sin in our lives because truthfully we have been free from that, if that makes sense. And so to, to make this practical, because I, 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 man, words and wordplay are so, so much everything. Sin is very much present. We are, we have not obtained our glorified bodies yet. So sin is very much present in our lives. We have not been free from the presence of sin yet. But at the same time, we have power over it because of what Christ has done and the yielding and prompting of the Holy Spirit within us to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, to live out and show the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is what I'm trying to communicate through the power of God. So this is holiness. So going back to, to the, the, the toothbrush example, if you look at yourself have you truly been set apart for God to do his will, to do his work through the power of the Holy Spirit? Or are you letting everything outside of God use you and saying that you still have been set apart for just him? So in other words, is everybody using your toothbrush or are you just using it? Like, think about that. Is everybody using your toothbrush or are you just using it because you have chosen it to be set apart just for your mouth? Because like I say, that's truthfully a lot of our lives look like that. And that is very nasty. But think about in the eyes of God how that looks like. So we can say all day, hey, I'm a child of God. We can say anything with our mouths this day. I can say right now I'm a millionaire. That don't make me one. I can tell you right now, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a millionaire. And I, I understand speaking things that, but as of right now, I'm not a millionaire. And now I thank God, you know, yes, I'm have done good for the most part financially, but I'm not a millionaire. Not at this moment, but I can say that all day because I said, don't make it true. It, what makes it true is when I actually obtain it. When I'm at, when I'm at, when I actually have a million dollars network or whatever in my bank account. But this is the thing we have obtained the Holy Spirit. Through the acceptance of Jesus Christ, the finished work that He done on the uh, on the cross or whatever you want to call it, some people call it a tree or whatever, but we have we have accepted it was in Him. We have we have obtained the power of the Holy Spirit and dwelling in us when Jesus Christ finished that work a long time ago. But at the same time, when the Holy Spirit comes in, He's not going to force us to do certain things. He's not going to force us to live holy. It's a prompting. It's a tender relationship that we have to yield to and say, okay, God, help me live out this thing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me live a life of, help me maintain a life of holiness, perfecting in my holiness because of the fear that I have for God. Not a fear that we think about, but the reverence that I have for God. I want to exhibit and increase in my spiritual faithfulness and fruitfulness every day, every day. Because I am considering myself, I, I am considering myself dead to sin and I choose to not revert, not revert back to a sinful lifestyle 
that basically uh, was totally against God. I hope this makes sense. So we have to really understand that in its simplest forms, holiness is just a set apart for God to do his will. And we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit and also to the conscious self-decision to say, okay, I am going to die to self. I know that's not technically in the Bible, but it's basically living a crucified life. I am crucifying this flesh. I am going to war with it. It will not have dominion over me. And I apologize for the birds in the back. I'm not going to edit that out. But it is a continuous mindset that I, I am going to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I am going to do that because I am cultivating cultivating a lifestyle of holiness through the renewing of my mind, being connected to community, dedication and consecration, you know, praying with God and just conscious decisions to say that I am going to live holy for God because he has set me apart and he has equipped me to do this through the power of the Holy Spirit and because of what our Lord and Savior did. That's in this simplest form, simplest forms of what it means. So, I mean, listen, I hope this blessed you. I, I hope it challenges us. I really do. I really hope it challenges us, man, because a lot of us, like I said, we cannot keep making these excuses uh, to just live fickle lives. And uh, we have to be honest with that tension. And, and I, I, I have a lot of content out there. I, I preached on it a lot um, with the tension of, like I said, our humanity versus the Holy Spirit. Um, but Feel free to hit me up, man. I am, I, I look, I love to talk to people. I love coffee shop, meet sync ups. We can do Zoom, we can do phone calls or whatever. But, and, and, and this is something that, like I said, I'm not preaching or teaching at you from this. Listen, man, I'm, I, I deal with these things too. But the difference is, is maintaining a heart posture of repentance. And I know that I can't keep this in my own strength. So I know that I have to have an intentionality to truly stay submitted to God. Because like I say, there are some things that Tim Pratt Jr. Um, still desires to do, still desires to see, still desires to be connected with. That's my humanity. That's my flesh. But my spirit, man, no, no, it's like, no, I don't want no parts of that. And when we don't respect and understand that tension and properly examine it, and deal with it according to the Bible, most of the time, this is where we always go wrong in what leads to either self-righteousness or falling back into that lifestyle Hey, what's up? I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this Student Life podcast today. If this content has impacted you in any kind of way, 